Shut up and sit down. When the Wind Blows is an epic, inspired podcast bringing innovation to professional development. Welcome back to When the Wind Blows, an epic podcast for parents, teachers, leaders, and anyone vested in the world of education. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, if you have been a longtime listener, long time, uh, we're on our 18th episode. If you've been a longtime listener and you've heard the Grace episode, uh, then you know that I didn't have a co-host and it was kind of just a rant. And so today I may lose track of where I'm going, but it will all kind of come back around. Uh, today's episode is kind of on state of mind and what we should do with our state of mind in the world of education. So uh, I read a few years back um, one of Tony Robbins' books, Unshakable. And one of the things he talked about uh, and, and still continues to talk about is being an effective leader. Um, one of my favorite quotes from that is that ignorance does not make you ill-equipped. Uh, you have to go after the things that are outside of the box. You have to be a sponge to the industry and you have to be driven to keep learning. And I wrote that down because it was just so impactful. And I thought, you know, this guy's talking about money management, but this totally works into the world of leadership and teaching and learning and being a student and, and being a parent really as well. Um, you have to keep yourself open and your mind open to all the different types of experiences that might come with uh, the, the state of mind and, and doing the job you have in front of you effectively. Um, I, I remember it talking about needing bold initiatives. Um, you have to think bigger. You have to push boundaries. You have to know the boundaries so that you know if you can push them. Um, but, but if we're not building excitement around education, then what are we doing? And so I think that's one of the things that sets Epic apart from the status quo or from the regular brick and mortars. And, and guys, I'm not saying that brick and mortar schools don't have fun, don't create excitement. Um, there are plenty of uh, schools or teachers or leaders within a district that are doing exactly those things. But Largely as a school, uh, we are trying to push the boundaries of education. Largely in our school, we are trying to push the boundaries of what mastery of topics looks like. And so um, in, in all ways, be thinking about how you might be able to, to push it further or be different. And I know if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard me talk about having podcasts and discussions and projects and flipping the script and letting the student do the teaching. Guys, if the student can do the teaching, they know the content. But, and part of the reason I guess this topic comes to mind is I've seen several 
um, posts, and I mean, not just in the world of Epic. I'm talking about uh, Twitterverse in EDU world and Facebook. You know, there's so many people that are now virtual schooling. And, and virtual schooling is hard. Uh, just a, a real quick, um, and again, I'm sorry if you've listened before, but uh, a real quick sidebar here. In the brick and mortar world, when I was teaching math, right, I would be looking at the, the students' work and I did ask them to show their work because that helps me know their thought process, right? So I'd be looking at a student's work and I could easily tell if they were on the right track or if they just transposed a number and that's why they uh, got to the wrong uh, conclusion or if um, the math was completely off base to begin with, right? I, I could tell that by looking at the student's work. What doesn't get to happen with virtual or digital curriculum is a teacher seeing that process and being able to award partial credit. And so you find a lot that families that have moved to virtual, um, their, their students are not succeeding at first. As a matter of fact, I, I still firmly believe it takes about four to five months to figure out virtual schooling. So those of you that are brand new this year, and that's over half of our student population is brand new this year, you're still in the trying to figure it out phase. If you're succeeding already, just know that it was probably your mindset that helped you in that. If you're sitting there and and you were like me, because I, I was in this boat, I'm just thinking, gosh, I, I'm failing here. I'm failing to keep up with the curriculum, the schedule. It seems like every day is a new day. It seems like I can't get my feet under me, let alone help my own kiddo in this process. If that's you, it's, I'm not even going to throw a percent out there, but it's largely to do with your state of mind as well as uh, the actual hurdle of digital schooling. Uh, it is just harder because there's no subjectivity to go into a grade. There's no thought process of, well, you got it partially right, go back and fix it, and then I'll give you the full credit. So I just want to, I don't know, I guess put on you that mindset is huge in this, uh, this world of virtual learning. And again, not just Epic. Um, there's a reason that growth mindset books and lesson plans and such are, are becoming incredibly popular. I mean, it was, it was something that kind of got kickstarted a few years back, but I'm seeing so many, uh, resurgences of the idea of growth mindset and, um, trying to change the way you're thinking and, and shoot. I mean, today's episode is a lot on growth mindset. So I just kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit and um, and maybe help you see that you've got areas that you can, can change the way you think. Um, so I would say uh, that there are several things that go into just our typical state um, one of one of them is our focus. Um, if you are focusing on what you want, you're probably going to achieve it a little bit easier or better. Um, I coach gymnastics for little four and five year olds once a week, and it's so crazy that if they're 
looking at the big girls do their gymnastics or if they're looking at their friends, they're going to fall off that balance beam or they're not going to be, be lined up straight in that cartwheel or whatever it is they're working on. So focus and putting your mind on the task ahead of you is part of that. Another barrier to a good state of, of mind and a good um, place to be is the language or meaning of the words that we use. I mean, I don't know how many times I've miscommunicated something to my kiddo um, because of me using a specific kind of language, or maybe it's even my body language that's dictating more of uh, what what my student is getting than what I'm putting out. And so your your language and the meaning behind the words that you're using also help um, contribute to your overall state. Lastly, your body and in your physiology. If you are sitting upright and you are um, focused and you are also uh, uh, using language and, um, and meaning that are contributing to whatever it is ahead of you, you're going to be in a much better place for learning or gaining whatever it is you're looking for. So uh, again, focus, which is your mind, um, language, uh, which is the meaning behind what we're, we're trying to get across. And then that physiology or that body uh, appropriation. Gosh, if I'm laying in bed, which is totally comfortable, and there are some tasks that I'll do while laying in bed, but if I'm laying in bed doing uh, algebra, or calculus, or anything science even, you know, um, where I'm having to really figure things out, I am not going to be picking that up, okay? The, the cognitive understanding of it is the first layer of getting it, um, and, and uh, it kind of sets the tone on whether or not you're going to have a good lesson or a bad lesson. If you don't get it, Maybe you should change your body positioning or your focus, right? Um, the next part is emotional mastery. Like you can feel it. You, you get it, but now you, you feel it. Uh, <laughs> so many emotions went into algebra with me. Um, I saw a meme a couple of weeks ago that was like, what's the worst book you've ever read or what, what book made you cry? And um, it was... <laughs> Algebra, you know. So if I'm if I'm laying down and not prepared to bring algebra to me, it's probably going to change my emotional state around picking up that content. And lastly, is the physical mastery, doing it consistently. You know, I took algebra as a kid a million years ago. I'm 40, so I guess it was not quite a million years ago. Um, but I took algebra. I did not, however, practice it in the 25 years between me taking it and my kiddo, you know, starting to, to get into pre-algebra. And, and this year was the first year I really was like, you know what, I'm struggling teaching you um, with, with my oldest kid and, and we're in that algebra. So I'm going back and I'm doing Khan Academy right now. I'm going back and I'm practicing it. I'm going back and I'm refamiliarizing myself so that 
we don't have emotional breakdowns. An emotional breakdown contributes to the state. It, you, it, you lose your focus and you lose language and meaning in that. I mean, gosh, I just don't care. You know, that's something that could be easily said during algebra. What am I ever going to use this for? And for what it's worth, it's never my kids saying that. It's typically me. But, um, you know, once I get to that point in my brain, it's time to switch to a different subject because I am not going to be learning math at that point. I'm going to be hating math and hating what I'm doing, and that's going to be my emotional tie to it. My physical mastery is the doing it over and over and over again, and if I can do it over and over and over again, it's going to make me feel confident and competent, which changes the emotional mastery of this as well. So guys, we really got to strengthen our mind. We got to strengthen our body. Um, one thing I, I strongly recommend is grabbing a mentor or a role model. And now students, this can be a tutor. It can be your parents. It can be, you know, a friend who, who gets it and gets you and can speak your language. Parents, um, you know, somebody at church, a, a person in the Facebook parent group, um, anybody that you kind of look up to that that's also willing to help you out here and there. I know I myself have a parental mentor that I kind of look up to. And I also have a, a mentor here at school that, you know, if I need some, I've got a, a few of them here at school. I mean, having one uh, might create an echo chamber for you. Having several, um, somebody's going to end up telling you the truth. And, and that's, you know, uh, a good thing. You, We need people speaking truth to us. We don't need people just telling us, oh, it'll be all right, or it'll get better if we're keeping our same attitude or uh, body language or, or lack of focus. I mean, it will not get better. And those people that lie to you um, aren't, aren't your friends, if that's the case. So um, finding a role model or somebody you look up to so that you can speak to those people is huge also. You also have to get a plan of action. If you know that you are just not that English major, you hated literature, you, you hated, um, you don't read books now, don't be that person for your students. Um, I saw uh, a friend of mine on the Facebook world. She um, homeschools a couple of her kids, and then she uses Epic for another couple of her kids. And one of the things she said the other day uh, in, in the Facebook world was that she really, really loves doing this because she is a lifelong learner and, and she's having to, um, you know, go back and, and, and do history with these kiddos. And it was a subject she glazed over in school and, and really didn't like at all. But now that she's coming back and she's doing this with her kiddos and they're, they're learning together, they're able to have conversations and dialogues around the content. And she's finding that she herself loves history, the subject she hated most in uh, in school. And so if we can develop our own mindset, and that students, that's you, parents, that's you, teachers, you, principals, you, superintendent Banfield, you, uh, if we can change our mindset to really adopt the love of learning and um, let that drive what we do, it's also going to play into the state of mind that we have when we start 
educating our kids or ourselves on these topics. Um, I remember uh, maybe a week ago, both of my children were like, I don't want to do school today. Can we just not do school today? I think it was like a a Thursday or a Friday, and they just wanted to, to hang out and just mind melt, which just so you know, sometimes we totally do that around here. But it was a day that I was like, no, we we are not caught up. We actually have, you know, several things that we need to get caught up in. And, and no, today's not that day. And they're like, oh, I just don't want to. I can't. I can't. I can't. And I thought, you know, both of you have expressed <laughs> that you want to be a heart surgeon and an orthodontist, right? Those are my two kids right there. Where they got that, I have no clue, but I love it. And and so we've had conversations around those life goals for them. And I just said, you know, girls, you've got high school, you've got four years of undergrad, you've got four years of med school or dental school at that point. Then you're going to have residency and and shoot for orthodontics. You need to do uh, three extra years in an orthodontic residency on top of the dental uh, residency. And then for the heart surgeon, I mean, after you've graduated med school, plan on at least 12 more years of continuing education before you're the lead heart surgeon or cardiothoracic surgeon. And so if you at 13 and 11 (laughs) are not changing your mindset around school. So it's it's more of a what can I learn today or what do I get to learn today versus a what do I have to do to get by today. It's going to set you up for success. If we can change our kids' minds right now and make learning uh, a habit, make it a joyful habit, let them focus on feeling the school. Let them focus on, you know, the the particular language they need to start thinking uh, long-term towards those those uh, career goals, then we're going to be in a much better place. But if every day between now and the end of high school for my 13-year-old, I'm, I'm fighting with, do you uh, need to do school? Where are you at in school? Why are you behind in school? We're going to be not orthodontics and heart surgeon. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you're fighting your kiddo in high school now, what will college look like when you're not with your kiddo? Um, what will grad school look like if you, you know, yourself maybe even want to go to grad school? If you don't like learning, it's not going to set you up for success to get through Epic, to get through college, to get to that col- that that career. If you don't like learning, you're not going to have fun learning about the the motor and the components of um, science that go into the friction and heat of, of an engine. Uh, I mean, there are just so many things that we get in elementary, middle, and high school that inform what we want to do later on in life. And and we do take a more specialized route. I mean, if I'm if I'm going to trade school for nursing or cosmetology or um, an aircraft mechanic or something like that, there are portions of science and math that come into play in all of those careers. So again, if you start now um, actively changing your mind before you start school, you're going to be in a much better place. And here's the thing, repetition of all of these things, the cognitive, the emotional, the physical, are going to be what creates the success. So again, Get your mind right, get your language right, get your body right, and we're in a good state to begin 
learning. If one of those is out of whack, it's it's going to be a rough day ahead of you. So, you know, recognizing um, where we are before we begin the learning process or before we begin our day or, you know, whatever whatever the case may be. Uh, is going to inform what kind of day we have, what kind of, you know, success we get. So um, we've got to make a pattern out of it. Patterns um, become habits. Habits become the, you know, just natural part of living. Um, Don't create preferences. Shut off all other options. If if today is math day and you know it's math day, get your mind right around math day and then get the task done. If you if you eliminate all the other options, then you've got no other place to, to go other than to do the math that you said you're going to do. Guys, you have an absolutely unstoppable mental attitude if your mindset is right. So another thing that will totally destroy, I mean destroy your ability to learn and retain, um, it, it's going to be your belief system. And I, I'm not talking about a belief in God or, um, or anything like that. I'm talking about, I'm not a math person. How many times have you heard that phrase? Like there are people that say, well, I'm just not a math person. Well, I'm just not a reader. Um, I'm just not a this. I'm just not a that. If you have set these limiting beliefs for yourself, then it's it's going to end up coming into play. You're going to look for reasons or excuses to not do those, to, to find a crutch and use it for forever. So quit limiting your beliefs and, uh, and change your mindset. We do what we want and we typically do what's comfortable. I saw another meme that talked about... Um, it had a circle and and outside of the circle was a dot that said you are here and real growth takes place outside of that comfort zone and so if we want to break the habit then we've got to get uncomfortable but embrace it and change our mindset around what uncomfortable is guys our mind is 80% psychology, 20% mechanics. I mean, once we've got habits in place, that's the mechanics that I'm talking about. But 80% of everything we do is wrapped up in the psychology of, am I comfortable with it? What are they going to think? I mean, the judgments self-induced and and conceived what you think other people are thinking are 80% of what drive us, you know, and and if you want results, we've got to change that. You've got to realize that the resistance is me. Um, Own it, know it, uh, it is on me. It's not on my teacher to help me learn better. Guys, we've we've got FEV Tutor. There are um, Sylvan and uh, Kumon partnerships with Epic. We've got other uh, tutors who will come in via Zoom um, that are part of the vendor platform as well. If you used all of those resources and you're still not getting it, maybe it's your mindset that you've got to change. Um, stop resenting what's ahead of you. Uh, you're distorting it and you're you're deleting the need for it in your own mind if you don't change that mindset. And so again, everything is about 
the way we are and the way we approach things and, and how we feel before we start those things. Um, if you do what your head wants you to do, you're never going to see any progress unless your head has that flipped mindset. If you start seeing the world upside down, um, taking ownership versus blaming and, and being open to the process of it all. You know, I fail (laughs) miserably and this episode may fail miserably because I'm ranting and I've got no real direction going here, but, um, I'm here, I'm doing it. I'm still going to put it out. I'm still going to throw it out there. Um, so if, if we get outside of that, we have to be willing and receptive to change, um, and we have to move forward. You, you know, we have to stop labeling ourselves and one another, uh, get out of your head and, and get out of your own mind and flip it all for yourself. Right. And I think that's where we'll end this episode today. Um, that's all I have for you. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit the like button and subscribe to the podcast so that you're notified each time a new episode drops. If you're a returning listener, you should go ahead and rate the podcast and leave us a comment. Don't forget, I just uh, started the design of a t-shirt and I'm going to start giving away t-shirts in December to people who have left comments on the Apple podcast or the Podbean podcast. I haven't figured out how to find comments on Stitcher or Spotify just yet, even though those are places you can... uh, listen and like and love. So on the Apple podcast app or on the Podbean, um, if you leave a comment, then uh, you are in the drawing for a t-shirt, a When the Wind Blows t-shirt. Tune in next week where we are rethinking how leadership and education can better prepare the next generation for a rapidly evolving world.